Hi guys, it's Kadeen. I am so excited to have you guys here with me today. Today's episode, I want to take you guys back on how I got started in this industry as an esthetician and where I am today. I have so many people that ask me, so I decided to share it on my podcast and hopefully you too will be inspired. So listen, I'm not going to say that it wasn't easy to start my business. But what I am going to say that there was a lot of trial and errors. I wasn't handed anything. I didn't come from wealth. I wasn't given a loan. No one really helped me. It all started with a dream, a vision, and then a passion. And then bam, I birthed the debut in skincare back in July 2011. I have always been into beauty and wellness. Always. Both of my parents are entrepreneurs. But before you guys even think or say my business was handed to me because my parents are entrepreneurs. Let me just tell you that even though both parents were entrepreneurs, nothing was handed to me. I did not get any shortcuts. I wasn't even guided. Like no one gave me any advice. I didn't get advice from neither of my parents, you know, so I just want to clear that up. So now let's continue. (laughs) My dad is Palestinian and he owned bodegas in Brooklyn. My mom was also a successful owner of a colonic center for 20 years in Brooklyn. Um, It was called Hosanna Colonic Irrigation and she retired about two, three years ago. Now, um, my dad relocated when I was 18 years old to Arizona and he currently owns a few successful businesses. So let's just say maybe being an entrepreneur was in my blood, you know, trying to get that Arab money. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But um, I always knew I never wanted to work for anyone. When I tell you, always knew that from a little girl. Like anyone that knows me knows, Kateen has always said she was not going to answer to anyone. Like I feel like I wasn't built to work for someone. I don't know, just... But anyway, and honestly, in fact, I never had a job. Like I've never been in a job interview before. I've never had a resume, like nothing. I don't even know how my resume would even look. Like I've never had a cover letter. So I just knew that I wasn't going to work for anyone. I was a child model until I turned a teen. And I had to stop because I entered puberty and started to get really bad acne. And during my teen, um, my desire was to eventually go back to pursue modeling. I went to William E. Grady High School. If you're from Brooklyn, you know Grady High School. Woo-woo! To all my Grady peoples out there. <laughs> and I made a promise to myself, as soon as I finished high school, I will go back to modeling. And yeah, sure enough, I did. At that time, when I started modeling, there was a lot of urban modeling for me, such as like music videos that was really really big back in the days um back then melissa ford um buffy the body and all those vixens were like the eight girls back then so yeah that's just to show you guys how old i am mm. <laughs> but anyway moving forward um i went to college immediately after high school and like i said modeling was still my dream and of course having my own business those were the two things that i wanted to pursue like forever You know, um, when I was in college, I did not know exactly what I wanted to study. Like I just did liberal arts and that took me like four years (laughs) to get my associate um, because school was just not my focus. Like I knew I wanted a degree, but 
school was never it. Like, I knew I just wanted to be a model. Like, that was just it. Uh, I remember clearly I took an entrepreneur class. And in that class, guys, like, we had a group project. And it was to come up with, like, a business or a product. And we had to figure out, like, who would we market it to? Like, who would be our target market? How much we would charge? Uh, we had to create like a business plan and so forth. And in that class, no lie, that class is where I got my vision of exactly what I am doing today. So after four years of being there to get my associate, I told my mom, like, listen, I know what I want to do. And it is to own my own beauty spa. So uh, when I went to Brooklyn College now after that to get my bachelor, I studied business management and finance just in case my plans didn't work out. <laughs> um, what led me to want to open my own beauty spa is because, like I mentioned, as a teen, I really had bad acne. I've tried everything, such as proactive, noxema, toothpaste, using apple cider vinegar on my face, smelling like feet at night, <laughs> um, sleeping with manuka honey. Like you guys know, that's probably like that was messy. Um, taking birth controls. I only took gas to be exact. Um, I seen a dermatologist also to eventually go into um, an esthetician bi-weekly. So every two weeks I was seeing an esthetician. Um, the problem with that was I had to travel. I had to travel to a different borough, sometimes really far because in my community, skincare wasn't a thing. Like I felt like it was considered luxury as if we didn't deserve to have that or have access to that. So in reality, like there was no skin of color estheticians offering these type of services. So I always knew that that was something that I wanted to bring into my community, specifically Flatbush, Brooklyn, because that's where I'm from. I always wanted to help people and be the person that I didn't have. So I based my business around what I will want to know if I was in my shoes again and was dealing with acne or skin issues, hyperpigmentation, and how I will want to be treated. Okay, so after that, I ended up graduating and I went to Christine Valmy Aesthetic School in New York City. And now what led me to this school in particular, one of my mom clients had noticed how bad my skin was and told me to go to this school and get a facial because this school was into natural skincare. So I did more research on this school and contacted them for more information and was interested. Then ended up going to the school for a tour <laughs> because remember my plan was to once, my plan was once I finished college, I'm gonna go straight into aesthetic school. Um, so when I was in college and discovered my passion, listen guys, I wrote a list of everything I wanted to accomplish and all my goals. And I lived, I took that list and I put it in my Bible. I prayed on it. I fast on it. And because I really, really wanted God to just give me some type of confirmation to give me a sign because I really wanted to know my passion and my purpose. So as I completed each one, I crossed it out, you know, on my list, cross it out next, cross out next. Christine Valmy was on my list. So once I graduated from Brooklyn College, listen, no lie, the following week I went to that school and enrolled. My mom was so supportive of my vision. And what helped me a lot too is that when I told her my vision, 
she was a hundred percent supportive she told me you have the vision of exactly i wanted for my business so that you know that felt really really good you know to have someone support you because i know how it can be to tell someone your dreams and they're like mm, you can't do it or that's too big like you know so for me to tell her my dreams at a young age and to get that support it was it was definitely um helpful you know <laughs> um so I had a very, very good experience at my aesthetic school. At that time, they did not offer financial aid. So you guys are, you know, in aesthetic school now that's getting financial aid, lucky. You guys are so lucky because when I went, we had to pay, you know, out of pocket. And for me, um, like I said, I was a model. So I was paying every week, specifically every Monday with my modeling money because at that time I was still doing like um at that time I was doing a lot of liquor promotion so I would get hired with like Ciroc or Great Goose and I would do like um industry events you know for like celebrities and so forth so that money came in handy girl I mean guys and girls <laughs> um I was part-time when I went to school I had to complete 600 hours um once I was done with the theory part in the school which was part-time then i had to complete like clinical so clinical um was when you were doing hands-on like treatment like facials and actually dealing with clients and doing the treatments and i went full-time from 9 a.m to 9 p.m i put in 120 percent in anything I did because I wanted it so bad and I want to make sure I did the most facials because when I was in school they pretty much gave us like one client a day and then after that they would say okay um you guys can leave and we'll check you in for the entire day so we can get our full hours for the day but let me tell you I was not playing I wanted all the experience so I would stay from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. because I really really enjoyed it plus I didn't have any kids I wasn't married I live with my parents so I had no bills no responsibility so it was very easy for me to be there all day and complete the 600 hours in a few months like I was the only student that was there <laughs> past five o'clock. When five o'clock came, all the students would leave, but I stayed there from nine p.m. <laughs> like it was crazy, but it was something I really wanted to do, and I enjoyed it so much. Now my first day um, of class at Christie Vami, it was like less than ten students, and all of them were Asian, maybe one or two Hispanic. Um, I wish I made a few friends. I mean, I did make friends with a few ladies, but I'm so horrible at maintaining friendship that I definitely wish I stayed in contact because it is, you know, definitely helpful to have friends in like the industry that you can kind of like, you know, get advice if you have any questions because, you know, you're, you're kind of on your own at this point after school. But yeah, I'm getting better at that. But um, in the school, like being in that school, I didn't get any experience with waxing. They showed us how to wax, but I didn't get any hands-on experience. I was also toward um, like beginner and advanced makeup and a ton, you know, of experience in facials. So when I graduated from Christine Vami, I started my business, literally walked out to school, <laughs> <laughs> with my temporary license and I started my business I had no desire of looking for a job um, to gain any experience so 
Yeah, that's what I did. I literally walked out with my temporary license and started Vedette in a room at my mom business offering waxings, offering makeup, facials, lash extensions, and bra extensions. But listen, I quickly realized that I did not like doing makeup on people after being booked for one of my friend's wedding and realized at that moment, I love doing makeup on myself, but not on other people. So I quickly took that off my service. Um, my first experience with waxing at my business after school was a tag Brazilian wax. It was with a new client going on vacation and she booked me for brazilian wax and lash extensions let me tell you that was my first and my last i did so horrible with her brazilian that i only charged it for bikini wax because i just couldn't do the wax like i was so horrible the wax wasn't getting hard i blamed the temperature the entire time <laughs> when i did try to like pull the wax off she was in so much pain because remember I didn't have no experience in school waxing, you know? I had no experience. They only showed demonstrated wax, but they didn't, like, we didn't have any hands-on practice or anything. So let's just make a long story short. That client wrote a lengthy, long, bad review on Yelp. And that was the day that I removed that service from my menu. And till this day, I still would never, ever, ever, ever offer wax service. Well, at least I would never do it because personally, I don't want to be waxing vaginas all day. Like, that's just me. Um, I'm not really into it. Like, I'm not really into it and I'm not going to knock anyone that do it. It's just not for me. But I realized that early on. So, you know, that's great. That's a plus when you realize what you love and what you don't love. Yeah. But um, after I graduated from aesthetic school, um, one of my good friends, which is a celebrity makeup artist now, suggested that I learn eyelash extensions. So I was like, what is that? Like, <laughs> what is eyelash extensions? Because I know it strips, you know? So after she told me that, I looked into it and I had no idea there was individual lash extensions because it was so new that it was only one company then that sold and even offered lash extraining. I'm sorry, lash extension training. Um, and their name was Extreme Lashes. They were located in Texas. And when I called them, ironically, they were traveling to New York. And I signed up immediately. It was like a it was a two-day training, hands-on. Let me tell you guys, the second day of that training, I cried. I cried because it was the hardest thing ever. Like people think like, oh, you're just applying lashes, pick up the lash, stick it on your lash. No, 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 no. It's so hard. <laughs> like I suck so bad at doing lashes, but I wanted to be great at it that I literally packed my schedule every single day from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. With who? With Groupon clients, okay? <laughs> I my schedule was so booked with group on clients just so I can get my practice on and I still wanted to get paid you know not that it was a lot but I still wanted to get paid for my time that um um you know I did that I did that and let me tell you that service was so new that people didn't know if I was doing bad lashes or good lashes like it took me forever to do a full set but I was so persistent and consistent that I practiced 
and practice like you guys don't understand i practiced so much and did lashes until i mastered that when i mastered it i got off a coupon i increased my prices and was the queen okay of lashes in brooklyn i traveled to be trained by the best of the best just so i can master my craft um so that was that with the lashes and then i went to get trained in um eyebrow extensions mm-hmm yes eyebrow extensions did exist but it didn't last long in the industry and i think for two reasons two reasons why i took that off my menu was because every time someone booked it i got so angry like i hate doing them <laughs> so that was one reason the second reason was that when this client that I did her lash, her eyebrow extensions to, she had came back the following day to do lash extensions. And her eyebrow extensions that I did looked so bad that I felt so bad that she paid me $350 for it. Like I immediately took that off my menu and made a promise to myself that I would never, ever, ever offer any treatments or service that I didn't have a passion for. And still to this day, I feel that way and I stand by that. I would never offer uh, any service or treatment if I didn't have a passion for it. Now, I got into lashes now. I mean, sorry, I got into electrolysis because um, the woman in my family, like, you know, we suffer from like unwanted chin hair, you know, and one of my aunts in particular was stationed in Hawaii and she called me. She called me asking me if I ever had or heard of electrolysis because she was starting that treatment in Hawaii. So I was like, hmm, I've never heard of it, but um, I'm going to look into it. No lie. The next day I did my research and enrolled in school to learn it because I knew that was a treatment that was needed. Like we didn't have that treatment in our community. Like I've just never heard of anyone ever doing that type of treatment before. So soon after that, I went to laser school after I finished electrolysis and I loved it. You know, I love laser and I knew that was another service that I wanted to add to my business um, because laser, laser was definitely um, something that was needed. It wasn't popular in um, our community for skin of color. And um, so I was like, yeah, that's definitely a treatment that I'm going to bring into my community. But um you know, when I did decide to bring laser into the dead, you know, my business, I was thinking, when am I going to ever have the time to fit clients in for this treatment? Because my schedule was so limited already with availability. So, um, and then on top of that, the laser machine is an expensive investment. Okay. It didn't make sense to me to be paying for a machine that I probably won't be using that often. So I had to put that on hold. Um, plus, after much thought on it, I realized um, I would be bored doing laser, <laughs> to be honest. I hated doing waxing, so I figured I would probably not like doing laser. I wanted to do more, like to challenge myself, like cocktail and skincare ingredients, learn how to be a good esthetician, because it's so much to learn in this industry. But with laser, you just put in a few numbers for the settings and then that's it, right? I wanted to do more. I wanted my clients to be relaxed. I want them to glow. I just wanted more hands-on with my services, which is why I'm kind of slowly falling out of, you know, love with lashes. Lashes is becoming so boring to me. And I'm going to be honest, like I'm really, really getting bored of it. Um, 
it just doesn't challenge me anymore. I get no gratification from it. I like to do skincare and I like seeing, you know, the skin transformation and boosting confidence just by helping someone with their skin. Like that's just so rewarding to me. However, I absolutely love teaching and training lash extensions. You know, I love training, you know, new estheticians. I, you know, I feel like I have so much knowledge and skill that I love training. You know, I want to give my knowledge to others and make a, you know, some, you know, really, really amazing, outstanding lash artist just by me sharing and teaching you my techniques, you know, and sharing everything that I know. And, um, and that's pretty much how I got started with, um, training, you know, I got into training because I had, and still have a struggle finding and hiring lash artists because even though there's a lot of lash artists out there, there are not a lot of lash artists that do great work. You know, no offense to any lash artists out there that's listening to this, but there's not a lot of great, outstanding work out there. Um, and I think that's what got me a little angry because it's like there's so many people doing lashes. Why I can't find a talented one, you know? And, you know, so I got into um, doing training and I figured, okay, if I train them, I'm going to hire them. The problem with that is 99% of the time when I train someone, they usually want to open their own business or don't want to continue to practice to become great because they feel like, you know, they want to make that fast and easy money. But if there's no passion in it, like, you got to have passion. Like, someone told me once that I don't have to hire someone with passion. Like, you know, they'll start making the money and they'll love it. But mm, I see differently, you know. I feel like you have to have a passion in anything that you do because you know what? It shows in your work, you know? It really shows in your work. So for me, I only look to hire people that have a passion. If you're only doing it for the money, mm, I could tell. You know, I could definitely tell. And I could tell when you're doing it just for a trend, just because it's a trend, you know? And um, so, yeah. So that's how I got into um, Orphan Lash, Lash Extension Training. Now, when I started my business, um, I used 95% of my savings to fund it, to get all the tools, equipment, and products. The blessing in that was that I didn't have to pay rent as yet, you know? I didn't have to pay rent because I was using a vacant room at my mom colonic center. So thank you, mom, for that. Um, I pretty much got everything I needed from Amazon, from the bed, the steamer, the high frequency machine, even the microdermabrasion machine, you know, that thing sucked, but I even got that on there and I literally, you know, I literally got everything from Amazon, not the skincare products though, because when I enrolled in the school, they have their own skincare line and they gave us their entire line as, you know, a welcoming kit. And that's what I use to do all my facials, you know. I didn't make much money in the beginning, of course, but I was able to practice, you know, on a few friends um, a month. So thank you to all my friends that trusted me right out of school with no experience. And the day that I realized that I was great at facials and skincare is when a client of mine, um, she came to me and it was her first time and she owned a well-known hair company. And she came and after she got her facial at the checkout, she looked at me and she goes, why are your prices so low? 
there's people in downtown Brooklyn offering the same quality of service you are offering for twice or even three times your price. But at that time, I was charging $50 for facials. Um, and she, let me tell you, she didn't have to tell me that twice. But she did, you know, try to convince me a few times when she she came a few times to like her visits for facials. And um, I eventually increased my prices, but it did take me some time. not going to lie, because I was like, oh, you know, I need to gain more clients and you know gain more experience and blah 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 blah. but um after i gained my confidence in myself and my work i was providing my um, prices gradually you know started to increase i started promoting myself just like someone would at a regular corporation job like a corporate job i evaluated myself literally every year and i valued myself to you know just to see like was my work getting better and everything like that and let me tell you, those long hours with no break <laughs> was paying off. And that was pretty much with, you know, how I got started with that and able to increase my prices, you know, and, and know my value and the type of work I was providing. And then as far as marketing, let me tell you, all it takes is marketing and motivation. But what I can say, entrepreneurs have an advantage now because of social media. When I started my business in 2011, there was no Instagram. It was literally word of mouth, your website, and paid advertisement in the newspaper. <laughs> oh, in your local radio station. That was my marketing. So for me, marketing on social media is new. I still, you know, I still kind of hate it a little bit because there's so much to do. Like you got to post all the time. You have to post at a certain time of the day. You have to post stories. Your page have to have, a, you know, a certain look. You have to um, have engagement, likes, followers, and so forth. You know, it can be very overwhelming because I came from an era where all you needed was a good website and, a, and word of mouth which to me is everything is very authentic because nowadays with the way social media is set up you know we have influences now which is very new you know we didn't have that back then um people get paid you know just to promote businesses and also you can uh, portray anything you want online so to me it's just not as authentic to me but you know that's just my opinion um, when I um, officially started my business, I was only 24 years old. And back in 2011, young ladies my age was not thinking about having their own business, let alone skincare. Trust me, this is a fact, okay? But this wasn't a surprise to anyone that knew me, like my friends and family. They all, you know, knew that this is what I wanted to do for a living because I've always was into beauty and skin, makeup, and just overall looking good. Like, I definitely, um, you know, I enjoyed my 20s now. You know, trust me, I did. But I studied hard to become the best esthetician. So that's how you become successful. You know, there's no magic pill to success. There's no magic training. It's all in you. So honestly, that's how I became an esthetician. From a passion and hard work. So that's how my first baby was born, the Dead Beauty and Skincare. I can go on and on and on. 
And I know that I was all over the place with this, but I just want to make sure that I tell you guys as much and how, you know, how I became an esthetician because it's so much about me and so much of my stories that I'm trying not to share too much without missing anything important. But I'm sure I will circle back throughout this, you know, all these episodes and touch on the little things I miss. So that is all for today. I know it was a lot, but I really hope by me sharing this motivated and inspired you to pursue your passion and purpose. Remember to be outstanding and master your craft in whatever it is. Make sure you guys subscribe, follow me on Instagram, The Dead Day Spot, and of course, leave a review. So that's it. Until next time. Bye.